Hello. So I don't think today's is going to take very long. It's a little bit shorter of a chapter. Um, but I don't know. I shouldn't say too much. But I will tell you this. I'm excited about the Bible today. <laughs> oh, goodness. Hi, Jenny. Oh, so this starts out very, very cool and interesting. Um, and it's, it's super, super cool because right as I was wrapping up, my notes and my study. I was actually, I had already pulled my tripod out to get ready to do the live stream. And right when I did, I got a text from my son right in line with this. And um, I'll explain it all in a minute, but I want to show you something so special. Look at this gorgeous, gorgeous thing. Because of what we're talking about, I had to go and find it. Oh, isn't it beautiful? It is. Look at it. It was inscribed. I can't fully read what the inscription is. It looks like, um, I think this is Sawyer, maybe Emmaus E. Sawyer. I can't see, but I think that's Vermont, maybe Bradford, Vermont, and then um, Orange County, and then this is the name again, Emima, maybe, E-M-I, I can make out, maybe that's S, Emasu, anyway, E. Sawyer, and then again, Bradford, Vermont, Orange County, well, they just wrote it twice, but this one was published, oops, sorry, this one was published in 1857. Isn't that beautiful? Oh, I love it so, so much. Look, it's got all Roman numerals for the chapters. Oh, I just love it so much. Okay, so we're going to get here again in just a second. You'll get to see this pretty thing again. Look, it used to have a clasp. Oh, it's so beautiful. I love this Bible so much. I've had it for many years, but I keep it I keep it in a in a uh, closed cabinet in glass cuz it's it's precious. All right. Let's get into this and then I'll tell you why I had to dig this out because of of what we're going to look at today. Okay. So February 15th, Matthew 15. Oh the, the scribes and Pharisees, <laughs> which were of Jerusalem. Now, Jesus isn't even in Jerusalem. These punks have traveled from Jerusalem to get all up in this business. They could have just stayed busy in Jerusalem. Oh, my word. People who just love causing trouble drive me crazy. And they said, why do thy disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they wash not their hands when they eat bread. Now, you guys know I have every time we've got a law from Moses, I go back and I look it up. Like here, for instance, we've got 
of Jesus saying, um, you hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you saying, this people draweth nigh and nigh unto me with their mouth and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. That's in, oh, sorry. That's in Isaiah 29, 13. Okay. So I've been doing my best to go back and reference it. You know, with me saying that I've realized I did not reference this one right here, but I certainly will as soon as, um, as soon as I have access to my concordance, which is on the same phone I am live streaming from. So here's what the difference is. By the time Jesus came along, this is so sad, y'all humans, we are so dumb. We are so dumb. Anytime you start thinking that you are so awesome and you've got it all together, immediately fall to your knees and ask God for mercy and grace. Because when we think we are so righteous and holy and have it all together, we desperately need Jesus because we will deceive ourselves. So, you know, you've got the prophets back here, right? If, let's get uh, Isaiah, Nehemiah, especially um, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, starting with Isaiah, okay? Starting with Isaiah and going through all of these major and minor prophets, these prophets, they are spending all of their energy warning the people. That's what Isaiah is doing here. You are, you're saying that you're drawing nigh to me. You're, you're, you're honoring me. This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth, honoring me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. These people were, were loving being able to say that they were Hebrew, that they were of Abraham, but they were um, offering sacrifices to idols. They were um, continually doing things that were not close to the Lord. Their heart was far from him. And so the Lord prophesied through these prophets, listen, you if you don't get right, you're going to be taken into captivity. And so that's what we find here. I went on, I spent most of my study time this morning. This chapter is actually very easy to study and look at. But these traditions here that the scribes and Pharisees came saying, um, why are they, why are they uh, transgressing the tradition of the elders? For they wash not their hands when they eat bread. There were a lot of traditions that came about during this time right here, Israel's exile. And this is what those prophets kept telling Israel. Look, you're, the, the, the land of Israel is going to be desolate. There, the walls will not be standing. God's going to absolutely destroy this precious land that he has given you, preserved for you, protected for you. You are going to end up in exile. And so sure enough, that's what happened. And I'm just going to take a minute here and tell you about their time in exile. So they were, they were originally taken into captivity by the Babylonians. And these years are not going to be exactly correct. Um, they are off, you know, here or there, depending on which calendar you are following. But this is basically it. Um, 
so Nebuchadnezzar was the king who conquered, who from Babylon, who conquered Israel and took them into exile. And this is where during his reign is where you get the story of um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and Daniel, you know, them saying they wouldn't eat the king's meat. And, and um, so then they've got that story with um, the big idol and they wouldn't bow down. And so they were thrown in the fiery furnace. And the king said, didn't we throw three in? I see four and one is like the son of man, right? That's this time right here. Then after Nebuchadnezzar, um, then Persia takes over, conquers Babylon, and now Persia is the ruling empire. And and the Medes and the Persians, you'll read about that a lot in um, in the Old Testament. And during the reign of the Medes and the Persians, you've got King Darius. And during King Darius's reign, that's when you've got that story of Daniel going in the lion's den. Then after Darius, you've got Cyrus. And during Cyrus's reign, Ezra, which is the book of Ezra, he is allowed to go back and um, start rebuilding the temple. Now, Jer I think it was Jeremiah, I'm 99% sure it was Jeremiah, who prophesied that they would be, that the temple would be destroyed for 70 years. And that's, that's this time span right here. And so Ezra is allowed to go back with a remnant of Israel, of Jew, of Hebrews, of Israelites, and start rebuilding the temple. Then you've got Ahasuerus, and that's where we get the book of Esther and the story of Esther. During his reign, y'all, we, we, I call it Disney-fy. We Disney-fy this story so much, the story of Esther. Um, I, I'm not going to take time to get into it right now, but this work on the temple he caused it to stop for two years. It stopped. And he was not a great guy. He was not a great guy. The only thing great about this story is this woman right here. Uh, and, and God saving the children of Israel through this right here. And this is a story of faith. But who she was married to was not a fairy tale. This was not a pleasant situation to be in for this woman. And that's a, that's a, that's a lesson for another day. Um, so two years, this is, this is not working. And then after, after he is the ruler, then this guy comes on the scene, Artaxerxes and Nehemiah is his cupbearer. And Nehemiah asks of some people who were traveling through, Hey, how's it going in Jerusalem? And they tell him that it's not going good. The walls are, are down. You know, there's not been activity on the temple for a couple years, and uh, he's so heartbroken by it, he prays, and then he goes back, commissioned by him. He takes another group back, and they start building the walls. And then after the after the uh, Persian and the Medes, then you get the Greeks become the empire, and that's where we the whole the the international language becomes this coin Greek. The way right now the international language is English. During this time, it was. Coin Greek, and they actually translated the Old Testament into um, Coin Greek at this point. And then from the Greeks, then the Romans became the empire. Okay? So this is really why I got my old, old Bible out because Jesus is dealing with a tradition here. And 
the, during this time, they started, they, they started, you know, because they were put into exile, they were only in Babylon and Persia. They also scattered to other places. And in that scattering, that's where we get this, I, this tradition of um, synagogues being built. In the Old Testament, they didn't have synagogues. They had a, te- a singular temple. And during this, they built synagogues to be a place for educating all of the exiles so they wouldn't lose their heritage. But in the process, because it was more about heritage than it was the heart of God, like Jesus, like Jesus said here, their heart is far from me. Because it was about culture and heritage and not about God, they started building traditions instead of the actual commandment of God. And so those Pharisees and scribes, they were all frustrated because the disciples weren't following the tradition of the elders. Okay? And then I did not write this down. I'm sorry, I will write it in my Bible afterwards. And I'll, I'll put it in the, in the post once I finish to where this is referenced. But for God commands, honor your father and your mother. So this was, this next piece was a little confusing to me. I had to, I actually had to read a couple of other biblical translations to, to understand what it was saying. But ye say, okay. So Jesus said, God commanded, honor your father and your mother. He that curses father and mother, let him die the death. But ye say, this is the tradition of the elders, whosoever shall say to his father or his mother, it is a gift by whatsoever thou mightest be profited by me and honor not his father and his mother, he shall be free. Jesus says, thus hath ye made made the commandment of God of none effect by your tradition. So what he's saying here is what, what had happened what had happened was during this tradition era, they, and they still actually do this to this day. Um, I, I think in a sense, it's very smart. Um, when you follow Jewish practices and you are a member of a synagogue, you donate a certain amount of money at the beginning of the year to your synagogue. This is, they've practiced this to this modern day, to this day. And the wealthier you are, the more you can donate to the synagogue. The less wealthy you are, the less you can donate. But rather than pass the plate every service, like we do in our church services, we pass the plate and take up an offering every service. Rather than do that, they donate a huge portion at the beginning of the year. And so what what this is saying is um, you you've you've said you're going to give to the temple, all right? And now your parents are elderly and they need care. But because you have said you're going to give to the temple for your reputation's sake, rather than take that money and take care of your elderly parents, you're going to tell your elderly parents, well, I I can't give it to you because I've I've already said I'm going to give it to, um, to the temple, and so because of that, you're not taking care of your elderly parents. You are doing something where the commandment is honor your father and mother. And he that curseth father and mother, in other words, he that doesn't take care of his father and mother, let him die the death. <laughs> 
Yeah, so that took a little a little digging for me to understand what they were talking about here. Um and so here here's why I dug out my Bible cuz right as I was finished actually studying the whole thing, right as I was finished studying this, I got a text from Madison where Madison said, "Mom, did you know that the Bible does not say the lion shall lay down with the lamb. It, he says, at least as far as I can find, it says the wolf will lay down with the lamb. And then he quoted Isaiah eleven six, And so I started having to look that up then. Like, wow, because I really thought the Bible said the, the lion will lay down with the lamb. Like, like that's going to be a representation of when we get to heaven like what that's going to be like. And sure enough, it does not say the lion will lie down with the lamb. And then I'm like, well, what, what are, you know, people who, who have things to say, you know, uh, people who say the Bible is compromised and sure enough, boy, there are all kinds of people saying the Bible is compromised that it used to say the lion will lay down with the lamb. But in these modern Bibles, once they got NIV and NLT and ESV and all these other versions, they have changed it. And that's just not true. Somewhere in our tradition, probably during that medieval time, I didn't study that enough because that's not my point today, but it is tradition that we say a lion will lie down with the lamb, but the Bible does not say it. That's why I got out this 1857 <laughs> version because I wanted to see if the oldest Bible I personally own, if it says lion lie down with the lamb or if it says wolf. And let's see, Isaiah, it's written in that Roman numerals, but Isaiah 11, that ends with verse four. Let me pull this down as close as I can get it for you. I know you don't, you're not really reading it, but it doesn't matter. The wolf shall also, the wolf also shall dwell with the lamb and the leopard shall lie down with the kid and the calf and the young lion and the fatling together and a little child shall lead them. And if you read all the way through verse nine, it's really, really cool. You hear star, star, you just wait, baby. She's growling like a lion. Hey, baby. Hold on. Hold on. So, yeah. No, no. It's just tradition. Somewhere along the line, we got to singing songs about the lion laying down with the lamb. We got to quoting it. We got to drawing pictures. And now we want it to be that. But here's another reason why I know it's not. One of the things me and Mattia were discussing was um, the possibility of, like, the Hebrew word, looking really close, wolf and lion kind of looking close. But if you, if you look at the Hebrew words, they absolutely are nothing alike. And in fact, we've got the word wolf and the word lion in the same passage. And they are, they are very different from each other. So that, that's a tradition that, that we've picked up along the way. It's not what the scripture actually says. And that's the same thing that these guys were dealing with. They got so taken in by tradition that they had a hard time laying down tradition and actually just following the word of God. All right. 
Let me let Star out here. Hold on. I'm going to, this, the rest of this is going to go by real quick. Okay, so <laughs> Jesus says, um, he called the multitude and said unto them, hear and understand, not that which goeth into the mouth defileth a man, but that which cometh out of the mouth, this defileth a man. Hush. <laughs> Just hush. This, all this tradition stuff, I, I, it makes me crazy to see people cause division over traditions. Holidays are traditions. They mean nothing. And if people have taken a tradition and flipped it to teach their children things about, um, about God, you know, people that, that want to argue whether or not we should celebrate Christmas, whether or not we should celebrate Easter, whether or not we should do anything during Halloween. It makes me crazy because these are traditions and that we have converted them to do what the, to do, to be, to be soul winning. There is nothing in me that celebrates Easter. Nothing. But I learned many years ago that I can get somebody to church on Easter when I can't get them to church any other day of the year. And you better believe I'm going to get them to church whatever way I can. I will become all things to all men that I might by all means win some. I don't celebrate Halloween. I do not celebrate Halloween. But you better believe I am going to become all things to all men that I might by all means win some. And I will get them over to my church. I will. Because at my church, they can have light. They can have love. They can have life. Now, if your church does not, don't you dare go around again. I, I open this group for Souls Harbor ladies. I open this group for Souls Harbor ladies. If your church does not engage in this, don't you dare cause division because of what I'm saying. You get in sync with your congregation. You get in sync with your congregation. In Jesus' name, get in sync with your congregation. And if you're a member of Souls Harbor, you get in sync with this congregation too. You hear what I'm saying? Mama Bear is speaking. You get involved and in sync with your congregation. Don't you go off on your own traditions and cause division. These, these scribes and Pharisees were trying to cause division. Don't you do it. They came all the way from Jerusalem out there where miracle signs and wonders were happening to cause division. Don't you do it. You need to hush. It's that which comes out of the mouth that defiles a man. Just be quiet if you don't understand what's going on. Just be quiet. Because when, when the end time comes, every plant which my heavenly father hath not planted shall be rooted up. Let them alone. If people are celebrating a holiday, first of all, not first of all, this I guess is going to be 10th on the list of what I've been saying today. <laughs> uh, 
Look, don't say the days of the week to me. Do not say Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Do not say January, February, March, April, May. Do not say your birthday is March 10th. Don't say March. Don't say January. Don't say February. If you are not going to also, I mean, I mean to say, if you are going to make people feel bad because they celebrate Christmas. And it's pagan. Because January's pagan, February's pagan, March is pagan, all the way through. Every day of the week is pagan. Don't, just don't. Come up with your own days and let, just, just be confused and out of sync with everybody. It's nonsense. It's nothing but division. So hush. Just hush. Personally, I've already been there and done that. That's why I feel so impassioned about it. That's why I feel so impassioned about it because I have already been there. My, my living for God has included not celebrating any holiday or any man-made tradition until I realized that I could use it to draw men to Christ, that I didn't actually have to personally celebrate a pagan holiday, but I could use it for the cause of Christ. Matter of fact, this past month, I took a a uh, Chinese holiday and made it Christ Christian the exact same way they, they took the pagan holiday that happened during winter and made it, made it Christian, which they called Christmas, in the same way they took us Easter and made it to celebrate the resurrection of Christ in the same way. I took a Chinese holiday just about two weeks ago and made it Christian. You are the light of the world, Jesus said. A city set on a hill. I just posted a bunch of scriptures about light and God's light and Christian's light and celebrated a, a Chinese tradition. <laughs> just hush. It's that which comes out that defiles a man. Listen, if, if, if people are wrong, every plant that my heavenly father has planted will be rooted up. Let God do the work. You don't got to run around being the, 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 the soldier. Let God do the work. Let them alone. Let them alone. They be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead, the blind both shall fall into the ditch. You don't have to if you don't want to, but don't you dare cause division. Don't cause division. Get in sync with your church. And I love this. <laughs> Peter said, I declared to us this parable because you know that, that he, we just came out of this, this chapter with parable after parable after parable. <laughs> Peter's like, tell us what this means too. Jesus said, are you also yet without understanding? Do not ye yet understand that whatsoever entereth in the mouth goeth into the belly and is cast into the draught. In other words, the, the biological system is going to work. You're going to eat, then you're going to end up in the bathroom. But those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart and they defile the man. That's why you've got to be careful what you say. Because what you feel, what comes out of your heart, what you feel so passionate about, that's what's going to defile the man. Out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, and blasphemies. Oh, these are the things which defile a man. But to eat with unwashing hands defileth not a man. Mm. And here's, here's another thing that I love. I'm going to come back and end with this right here. 
but I'm going to pop down here because Jesus feeds 4,000. Now, he just fed, just yesterday in yesterday's chapel, he, he fed the multitudes with, with five loaves and two fish. And he does it again one chapter later. And this time, goodness gracious, because they can, Jesus had compassion on them, because they continue with me now three days and have nothing to eat. And I will not send them away fasting lest they faint in the way. So again, they, he, you know, what's, what's, what is there around? And, and uh, he, he takes the food and multiplies it. It's okay to need multiple lessons. Just like Peter. Peter needed multiple lessons. <laughs> we, see the, we see them needing multiple lessons with storms on the sea. Jesus says, where's your faith? He said it when the first storm came. He said it when Peter started sinking. Where's your faith? Now he says it again. Peter, you know, didn't, I, I just taught you this. Are, are, you still need understanding? And I just taught you this. And then it's happening again here. It's okay to need multiple lessons. But when you are going through the same lesson again, don't be offended. Remember Jesus said, blessed are they who are not offended in me. He said that about John. Blessed are they which are not offended in me. You know why? Because sometimes Jesus what he says, what he does, we do not understand it and we don't like it. And if we're not careful, it can be a stumbling block. That's what offense means. And that draws us to where I'm going to end today, which is the story of the Canaanite woman. Oh, my word. So she comes to him saying, my daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. He answered her not a word. He didn't even talk to her. And his disciples came and besought him saying, send her away because she's just, she's just walking around crying after us. And he answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the, of the house of Israel. <sighs> this breaks my heart. Then came she and worshiped him saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, it is not meat to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. She said, truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Jesus answered and said, woman, great is thy faith. So, you know, this is just so wild to try to wrap your brain around because you remember the, centuri the centurion who was a Roman he was not Jewish either. He was not the house of Israel. Jesus was going to go with the centurion, even though he wasn't of the house of Israel, to heal his servant. And the, the centurion said, I'm not worthy for you to come to my house. Just say the word. And, and he was, Jesus's mind was blown that he had such great faith. I, I don't know if Jesus was just putting out a test here. I don't know why this is the way Jesus approached this situation. But he's, you know, he had the same sort of awe in her. Oh, woman, great is thy faith. 
And then he gave her her miracle. Her daughter was made whole from that very hour. I don't know why. I, I, I don't know why. I don't know if he was testing her. I don't know if he was teaching disciples a, a lesson. You've got to remember something. Um, remember when we were talking about the, the, who the disciples were, I didn't plan to go here. I don't know where I made this note. I wrote down all of the disciples somewhere. There they are. There they are. Look at this. Simon is a Canaanite. One of the disciples of Jesus is a Canaanite. So why is he acting like he, he's not sent? And Simon is standing there watching this. Simon, a Canaanite, is one of the 12 standing there watching him say, it's not meat to give children's bread to the dogs. I don't, I don't understand it. And especially in this, in my day, in my modern day, where I am all about tearing down walls and no matter what's your language, what's your nationality, what's your skin color, what's your, I'm all about tearing down walls. Let me tell you, I don't understand this, not one whit, but here's what I know for sure. Blessed are they that are not offended in me. Jesus has his means and reasons for doing what he does. <sighs> Blessed are they that are not offended in me. So to me, this was a hard, a hard chapter today. I had to face some traditions. Had to look at the fact that the, <laughs> the Bible doesn't actually say a lion will lay down with a lamb. Oh, Hush. We just got to hush. We got to hush more. We, f we feel passionate about things, but we got to hush more. I don't understand Jesus' way here. And it's okay that we have to go through lessons multiple times. But when we go through those lessons multiple times, just don't be offended. Just don't be offended. Thank you for joining me today. I love you. God bless you.